0: So, welcome to episode one. Uh, my name is Elliot, and Liam is on the other end. Uh, we're, today we're going to be talking about the Singapore Grand Prix, and just kind of a review about the race and, and what went on. Um, so I think to start it off, uh, <laughs> we, we <laughs> kicked it off with an hour delay for, for weather. Yeah,
1: there was Which some was inclement late. weather in Singapore this weekend.
0: Which was interesting, and that made for some for some odd track conditions. Um being, being yeah tremendous. they uh
1: yeah they did many many laps behind the safety car to prepare the race in that hour and uh just ended up deciding that uh it was better to wait and uh to wait until the track conditions were more around the intermediate tire which for those people who are new to f1 uh the uh the wet tire uh, an f1 evacuates about 85 liters of water per uh, second at around 300 kilometers an hour where the intermediate tire is only uh, about 30 meters so there's there's quite a big difference there
0: yeah i i kind of think it's a bit interesting that they just didn't decide to kick off the race on full wet tires instead of the intermediates uh, yeah percent how because then they didn't get a full they didn't get a full what, 61 laps for the for the Singapore 61 yeah, yeah yeah i think they only got about 58 59 50, and yeah 59 laps I think it was yeah which is kind of interesting it's not that not that drastic but something to note for sure um yeah yeah, the, the drivers were really struggling around on the intermediates um just because some spots in the track were were dry and some spots were wet um whereas you see into like turn 11 um that kind of dried up a little bit faster than other spots, which people were, were sliding around there, um, which kind of ruined the intermediate tire uh, and kind of made it into a slick by like, I don't know, lap 15 to 16. It kind of made the, the intermediate tire into a slick tire, which is great for the dry spots, but coming into the wet spots, you're just, you're just slipping around more than more than you need to
1: yeah stepping onto the it just made overtaking very hard stepping off of that dry line uh drivers just really couldn't take a chance and have a late braking opportunity because they just they tried to late break they weren't going to be able to get the car stopped uh before the the very short runoff that they have at singapore which most spots uh, uh don't even have a runoff so just keeping the safety of the car was more of a priority for most drivers
0: I thought I thought the start of the race was interesting for Red Bull. Um, Perez had a phenomenal start to the race. Passing, yeah, I mean, completely opposite
1: starts. Yeah. I mean, Sergio, phenomenal off the start, passes Leclerc, and then Max uh, just essentially almost stalling the car, uh, having to wait for the anti-stall to kick in, and he lost, uh, I think, four or five grid places pretty much. Right off yeah. the hop, just, just because of
0: yeah. that, which made it a lot harder for him to move through the grid later on in the into the coming laps. Yeah, um,
1: just going along with that, uh, it was just really hard to step off that that dry line, even for the Red Bull, which speaks for everybody right. else, I think.
0: And then I think in the turn two and two or three, signs signs hit Hamilton through the start of the the first lap, where the, where the runoff is. I think it was lap where. Uh, turn two.
1: one turn two i think yeah yeah
0: yeah so signs hits hamilton which is which is kind of interesting and then hamilton has has a tire issue i don't know if that was was caused through the the signs um yeah i don't
1: know it's kind of unclear whether that was a poor decision by the team itself and putting on the wrong tire or if it was something that happened yeah. in the race um, and he didn't like how it was developing. Um,
0: if you're watching the race, you knew that Hamilton was kind of uh, upset about his tire change or his tire choice. Um, whereas he came onto the radio and, and told the team that he needs to they need to do a better job about listening to, to Hamilton about his, his wants and needs for tire strategy. Because I think he wanted more of a, a used intermediate, if I'm not mistaken. That's kind of what he used Yeah, like I like. think
1: they they went with the, a new, and it just didn't offer uh, a similar a similar grip to the yeah. used, uh, just in uh, the drier patches. Just with the tread being worn down a little bit, I think was kind of where it came from. Um, and then another incident on turn one would have been uh, Albon spinning out, uh, which kind of resulted in him uh, kind of being yeah. taken out of the race.
0: Yeah, and turn. Uh, Turn uh, are you talking about the first incident with Al on turn seven on lap one yeah on lap one yeah, yeah that, that, that was kind was of, of yeah that oh, put him okay. behind Latifi, I think you know he, he was back at the grid actually I put him in the, like the very back of the grid when he when he yeah he was running. way at the back,
1: and then there's no no chance of him overtaking in such low down force circuit with the uh, with the Williams car no as it was way way too slow,
0: um, yeah,
1: and then uh. I guess the, uh, the next thing would be the, uh, the Latifi incident itself. Yeah, Um, was a
0: fun one. (laughs) So anybody that watched the race, um, so on lap seven, I don't know what corner it was. I don't know what turn it was. Yeah, Um, I'm not sure either. So, yeah, Latifi was, uh, going slow and, and Joe is coming up on to the left of him going into a right-hand turn. And Latifi just did a terrible job of being aware of his surroundings and didn't even notice that that uh, Joe was just to the left of him, kind of in his where where you would say the blind spot area, and just weaned him just weaned him out off the track into the into the wall and just into
1: directly his... into the side wall.
0: Yeah, just hit his front. Uh, Latifi hit his front right or front left tire, just completely destroying the front suspension and, and taking Joe out of the race entirely which is very sad unfortunate to see. Unfortunate because it's
1: also not the first time Latifi has taken out an alfa Romeo this year. Yeah. And uh Talking it's about just unfortunate race. for him because he has been racing uh, quite well lately compared yeah, to yeah. us coming out of the, In the uh, his rookie
0: the year season. here. Yeah. yeah. For sure. Um <laughs> I think it's kind of funny to note that every time uh Joe's family turns up to a race. Uh, Joe has a a bit of an incident when they yeah. His, I mean, uh... If you watched the uh, Silverstone Grand Prix, uh, <laughs> not a good incident for Joe at all. It was a pretty scary moment actually, but his his family turned up to sh- to watch the race there. Um, with a big, a pretty probably the biggest incident of the year happening when Joe, f- Joe uh flipped the car and went into the barrier on on turn one uh lap one of the race and then and then this happening now his family shows up to the race again is is unfortunately taken out
1: um yeah it's uh it's really not uh his family might be banned from future grand prix let's let's just say that not by anybody <laughs> other than uh yeah. yuki or uh joe himself uh just out of pure uh protection at this point
0: so then so then, Verstappen started slowly making his way up the up the field, um, and I just wanted to note when he passed Gasly. I think it was it was lap five or six. Gasly did not want to take that fight at all. He just didn't put up didn't put up a fight and and let him pass. It, it almost looked like it was I don't want to say staged, but it almost looked like they knew it was gonna kind of happen just because the way the grid played out and Verstappen was starting behind behind Gasly. I don't know. Maybe, maybe being a, a parent team kind of told him to let Max through and not give him a hard time, especially in this in the weather that they were they were seeing. Um, didn't want to risk damage to the cars or anything like that. I don't yeah, know, people
1: good... are coming out in a similar fashion as to. Uh... uh Zandvoort where uh Sunoda had a retirement and went into the pit lane and then they kind of told them like oh we don't think there's an issue and then sent him back out and his his differential is essentially in uh multiple pieces which (laughs) doesn't typically help and then got stuck on track and everybody was kind of thinking that it was a conspiracy to help Red Bull win um personally I I don't think Red Bull needs any help winning. Yeah, I'd be um,
0: kind of surprised cuz they're just so far ahead in the in the constructors' championship. I mean, and, and drivers obviously, but it'd yeah. be kind of hard to see them like have that controversy and like risk the risk the consequences of of kind of like sabotage within the race. Um, cuz I feel like the FIA, the FIA would definitely not be cool with something something like that. Um so I'd be I'd be kind of shocked if if uh, Red Bull did something like that.
1: Yeah, it's um, also uh it's also weird because I, I feel like it it's also partially um Ghastly maybe just didn't want to waste time fighting. Um yeah. and thought that it, it could be quicker to just kind of tuck in behind Max and That's gain true, time yeah. that way. Um weird. rather than obviously when you try and hold a position it it uh, you know, it, it costs time for both drivers.
0: Yeah, and then um, I think I think maybe in a in a situation like that, when Gasly letting letting Verstappen pass so easily, maybe he was just trying to <laughs> trying to catch a draft behind behind Verstappen. Even though I obviously um, DRS isn't enabled in the rain or wet conditions like this, just being too dangerous. But um, that may have helped him catch back up to the rest of the pack. Which I mean, I think in in a all honesty it did because he finished uh somewhere yeah he, he finished in points up in 10th i think it what he started in he started in seventh six or seventh on the grid? uh yeah
1: yeah i believe he was seventh yeah on the grid yeah and actually started uh, in eighth.
0: he did he did finish in points but i would have liked to see pierre be up there a little bit more
1: yeah i mean i think uh he drove a pretty clean race to be honest. Um, it also yeah. kind of seems like the AlphaTauri may not be. Uh, pace. Yeah, it's it's not been the best car uh, for developments. Uh, they haven't had as many upgrades as uh, their sister team, the Red Bull uh, team, has been coming out with many major upgrades, where they've been coming out with more or minor ones. Very um, yeah, and then uh, also unfortunate for. Uh, for alphatari uh, was uh, uh Yuki uh struggling through turn eleven. Yeah. Um, and he had a bit of a moment where he had some anti stall and almost stalled the car. Yeah, um, kind of. And also, like, uh, just him sorry, not wanting to hear uh from his engineers. <laughs> yeah. Which was interesting.
0: Yeah. So he goes, he I think it looked like he was coming into the turn eleven in like third or fourth gear, and just made a misshift, in the car did not like that, and went to an anti stall moment um and then yeah the, en- the engineers come over the radio and Yuki just freaking out at them I think you told them to shut up over the radio. Yeah, which is very
1: uh a Yuki Tsunoda style <laughs> fashion of radio yeah. call. Um he seems to be uh of the uh the type of driver that really just likes to manage his own pace and manage his own tires and and doesn't like to keep that communication line up. Uh he'd just rather focus. But right. uh
0: it's rather yeah. important to k- keep up with the race engineers because they have they have all your statistics in front of them, right? So I feel like maybe that's something that Yuki needs to work on going into the future, being he's, he's struggled a little bit throughout the season, especially in the first half, not having communications with his race engineers. Um. So yeah, and I think also
1: just working on moving up uh, from an AlphaTauri, uh, the higher up team will look for you to depend on on Engineer. your engineers a little bit, but also know when to give your own input.
0: Yeah. Um, and
1: it's like learning that balance is very important for for drivers if they're going to be eventually competing for actual championships.
0: Yeah, if he if he ever wanted to to get into a championship car, like maybe moving up to the sister company Red Bull, the. Um, the team management definitely would not like that that style of communication. They definitely want to have a healthy relationship with the driver through throughout the race, being able to communicate with statistics and and um, strategy as well.
1: Yeah, that's uh, one thing to note upon that Ferrari typically struggles with is is when to uh, <laughs> use actual data and when to trust their drivers. Which honestly, this race they had a a very clean race themselves. They yeah, they, they didn't, didn't have any. Any uh, underlying errors in strategy or or any bad calls during the race, which is very atypical for Ferrari nowadays. We see them make uh, mistakes on multiple occasions in the last few Grand Prix, and it's really, uh, really just been their downfall. I think the whole year. Yeah,
0: I think something like, especially something like. Um, Ferrari pulling both cars into the pit lane. I think what well, that was the Belgian Grand Prix, I believe. They pulled both cars into the pit lane at the same time, which is <laughs> just very poor communication on, on the yeah part. Yeah. Uh, that's, yeah it that's just that needs
1: to be improved for, for sure
0: on there. Yeah, exactly. That's something that we've been seeing all season long, and I, I personally think that's kind of the reason they've fallen out of the, the Constructors' Championship. Yeah. They just don't have... A strategy on hand and they've just been relying on Leclerc way too much to make to make his own strategy um even in
1: some races too uh, I love their radio call where they would ask him a question and end it with the word question like they would be like oh like do you want the medium or hard tire question like verbally (laughs) rather than just asking it in a like typically drivers can pick up on on if they're being asked a question or not um but it might have just been maybe the uh, the Ferrari team trying to uh, show everybody outside of the car, like, hey, we are asking our drivers what they want. They're just trying to really get that point out there maybe. But um,
0: Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And then I think it, around lap 21, it kind of takes a turn for the worst for, for Alapena's Fer- Fernando Alonso uh, is suffering with engine issues. As, as Max Verstappen's right on the tail of Fernando Alonso, he's been trying to catch him for quite a while at this point in the race. Um, and I'm not sure what turn it was, but uh, Fernando just goes into the runoffs and lets Max Verstappen pass, and it looked like there was some smoke coming out from behind the car. Um, yeah, he definitely he had some sort
1: of engine failure. Not yeah. too he, sure He what
0: mentions it was. over the radio. There wasn't too much information based on that, but he said over the radio at the time of the incident that... Um, that the engine was gone.
1: Yeah, I think uh, uh, they just had a, a new engine, probably uh, a couple grand three ago, and they they knew uh, Singapore is a, a lower speed circuit. So this is a circuit where you would try and take an older engine, um, or you would try and maybe save a uh, a new engine or, or try and prevent taking a new a new power unit before something like yeah. uh, Japan
0: yeah, where you Japan have
1: a, a lot more high-speed
0: corners. That's very true, and this is a time where they don't want to take a massive grid penalty, just being within um, yeah. the fight with with McLaren now, as McLaren finished uh, a 4-5 in this race, which got them massive points, and neither of the the Alpine finishing, finishing the race, so... Yeah, the turned, double
1: DNF oh, from Alpine and and uh, a double points from the the yeah. McLaren uh, really helped McLaren in the standings.
0: And that that gave them a a four point a four point lead over over Alpine in the in the drivers or in the constructors championship. In the constructors now.
1: championship, yeah.
0: So then when Fernando Alonso went out on on lap 21, this kind of this kind of started to trigger a, tra- uh, a chain reaction of of cars uh, retiring the race. Um, we see Alex Albon uh, crashes into the wall on, on lap 26. Um, very unfortunate for Albon as he's coming back from a, a massive injury. And I would have I really liked to see him at least finish the race and, and come back strong from, from such a big, a big surgery and injury uh, over the last four weeks. Uh, and then two laps later, on on lap twenty eight, Esteban Ocon uh, suffers engine failure. So we're kind of seeing, uh, kind of seeing a trend here with the Alpines. Both cars uh, retire out of the race from from engine failure, and that just looks really bad on on Alpine's part. I'm not sure what they had go wrong in the garage over the last couple of weeks, but something yeah they they didn't
1: look extremely quick in qualifying either which was a little worrying especially Esteban Ocon getting out in in Q1 which is very atypical for him now that is we've seen him make it to Q3 pretty consistently with Fernando Alonso and
0: and yeah all season yeah it wasn't too bad and where did where did Ocon finish in qualifying he finished 18th yeah um, so that was quite a big quite a big doubt because uh Fernando Alonso came fifth in qualifying, which was which is awesome to see. I think it was his 350th race to Singapore. it right was point. yeah yep. so it would have been awesome to see him finish up uh, up near the podium, but Alpine's not making that happen.
1: <laughs> yeah they they didn't look too too quick this weekend. They seem to be uh more suited towards the uh uh the higher speed tracks. Uh, rather than the lower speed ones like and yeah.
0: That's very true. Definitely uh and I think it, they also struggle with not having DRS to help them out to make passes. Um Yeah,
1: that's that, that is also uh yeah, they have two very good drivers who are very good uh, uh overall race ability so they can use uh DRS and ERS to their advantage which they really uh didn't have. Yeah. Uh, too too much play in here. Um
0: and then, as we start then, to see, uh, so as we start to see around around lap thirty six, most most drivers are coming in for a pit. Um, but then we also see uh, Yuki has a head on crash with the with the wall on lap thirty six as well, and that forced him to retire out of the out of the race. Just yeah, the, this was actually a
1: an interesting point too because uh, uh, most drivers um, who were in the uh, the lead position for their team had pitted on this lap which actually resulted in a lot of drivers losing out on positions um, because they, they, uh, their teammates were able to pit under safety car. And I believe the game was about 18 seconds yeah. under uh, a safety car pit this week, which is very significant in F1.
0: I think it's important to note as well about George Russell's early decision to come into the pits and go on to slick tires while the track was still pretty wet he did so on lap 21 uh i just don't think he had any i think that what kind of going through his head is that he had nothing to lose he was kind of near the back of the grid um and he was just trying to make up time as fast as possible so he kind of took a shot in the dark and, and pitted on lap 21 to to get those he went on to medium slicks um as soon as he came out of the pit lane you could see you could see immediately breaking traction um and then he goes into the first corner out of the pits he has a massive drift like the car is probably hits a 45 degree angle um, yeah he was uh, really he was soft. definitely
1: sideways
0: <laughs> yeah um so i think the rest of the cars kind of took the rest of the drivers and teams took note of that around um what was happening with his statistics on the on the medium medium slicks Um, again, he did that on lap 21 and most drivers came in around lap 33 to 36 to change onto, onto the mediums, which kind of gives you an idea for, that's a 12 lap difference, 12 to 14 lap, um, time buffer for the track to get a little bit drier for all other drivers. Um, so they kind of, they were kind of watching George Russell come around the track and when his tires were starting to perform the way, the way they wanted them to then other teams are like, okay, I think it's it's safe to say that we can we can make this happen and, and improve on our times a little bit.
1: Yeah, um, he was definitely the guinea pig this weekend, uh if yeah. not for the rest of the field, for sure for, for Lewis Hamilton, who at this point, uh, I believe was still fighting uh in a close battle with Carlos Sainz for for P3 in the race. Um yeah. so they were just really trying to get the uh the upper hand on uh, lap times and, and tire uh, strategy for sure to kind of help him uh, overtake that Ferrari not on track, uh, which obviously was never going to happen with the conditions and the pure speed of the Ferrari, uh, but to do it in a, in a, a tire strategy uh, change, which uh, didn't happen uh, because Lewis had uh, a very rare mistake. Um, yeah. hitting the wall on lap 33, which I don't know what carbon fiber they're making that front wing out of in <laughs> Mercedes, but that thing held up beautifully. Um, yeah, he I would have cool. thought just of the speed, um, he would have at least been stuck there like Albon. Um, yeah. Or suspension damage uh, at least, but uh, yeah, he definitely hit yeah, the wall no.
0: with going, going over 50 kilometers an hour, I'd say I should definitely cause uh front suspension issues and he hit the wall straight on and not even not even a little bit of wing damage no bending whatsoever which is incredibly rare to see so yeah that's it's just very rare Uh, most of the engineers at mercedes i guess doing good things Um, yeah they 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 just uh they know
1: what's up there um i mean they did make a, a championship winning car for uh almost a decade yeah, so, the uh, they definitely know, uh, they definitely know something when it comes to racing. Um, but yeah, other than that, it was a great race. Um, Sergio had, uh, definitely one of his best races for Red Bull. For sure. Um, just it's being able to crazy. stay out there. Also, Sergio had a, a penalty at the end, which, um, should have been probably decided before the race end. I don't know why. Yeah. Um, so I guess he had three infringements, uh, of the same thing, a falling back. So behind the safety car, the, uh, the lead driver is supposed to say, uh, kind of within 10 car lengths is the, the max that you're allowed to fall behind the safety car. Um, and under three instances, uh, over the Singapore Grand Prix, he, uh, he dropped back twice were about 10 car lengths and the FIA gave him, uh, uh, a warning and, uh, um, They just kind of gave him a heads up on the first one and were like, we're not going to give you anything um, just because of the conditions. Uh, And then the third one was uh, he backed the field up pretty much the whole straight, uh, which that I don't know why the FIA needed to talk to him after because it wasn't a racing incident. It was pretty blatant that he broke the rules.
0: Yeah, that's true.
1: I, I don't really know. You know, they called him in after and they were like, why did you or did you do this? Like, you know, like he's going to say yes. and they're going to be like, okay. Like, I don't, there was no doubting that he fell back further than 10 car lengths. So um, I do if they were
0: going to talk to him after the race. He'd, he'd do everything in his power to defend against it. So, I mean, obviously. Yeah, I
1: don't really understand why that decision couldn't be made before the race was done. Cause I would have loved to see them actually give him the penalty before the race was done. Cause then it would have given Charles something to, to fight for, to stay within five seconds to, yeah. to take that race lead from him. And I think it would have made the ending a lot more, um, maybe not interesting, but a lot, uh, a just uh, yeah, a lot closer at the end. And it would have given uh, Charles just that extra bit of boost that he needed in the, the final couple laps there, I think. But
0: uh... now, Lance Stroll is definitely a talking point in, in this race. He had a he had a great
1: front Prix.
0: He it was his best finish all year. He finished in sixth place overall. Um, he just had a really solid, consistent race. Um, what do you know? What he started in uh for the for the start of the race, what was his grid place?
1: Yeah, here, let me pull it up.
0: Um he just raced very consistently. Um it was really finished good. Sixth place. He uh, kind of just he kind of just uh, he held off, he managed to hold off P11, started
1: P11, finished E7 I think or P6 maybe.
0: Yeah, so he moved up the bri- up the grid quite a bit and got himself within points and towards the end of the race he was um Max for Yeah, P6 was, finish. Yeah. Um Max Verstappen picking was with a 8 like one and a half second buffer uh, to Lance Stroll, so he he managed to hold off Max Verstappen for a little bit there to the to the end of the race, which is very impressive to see from him, um, and he kind of just kind of just followed Daniel Ricciardo through the, through the rest of the grid, um, finishing just just three seconds behind Daniel Ricciardo.
1: Yeah, it was also uh, um, you know he didn't really have a an exciting race but he didn't uh he didn't uh have any mistakes like we saw so many drivers like Lewis Hamilton and Max Verstappen locked up um and flat spotted his tires after the uh I don't know the fifth or I don't however many safety cars we had um and on that last one he locked up his tires pretty good uh flat spotted them and it's just, you know, impressive that uh, even with the car not being uh, anywhere near the fastest on the grid, um, he was able to, to put it in points in a, in a difficult weekend.
0: Yeah, exactly. It was definitely a very difficult race for uh, so far in the season. I'd say it's probably an incredibly difficult track to drive, being um, 22 turns, a lot of, a lot of corners, and very low speed so you're not getting as much downforce especially in in the rain and wet conditions like this it was very impressive to see um to see Lance Stroll make it up to sixth place um down from the down from the mid uh area of the grid um I think another important piece to talk about is McLaren's finish they definitely needed this they've been waiting for something like this to happen all year all year long um Daniel Ricciardo and lando norris coming in with a, a four or five finish lando ricardo in fourth daniel or sorry lando norris in fourth daniel ricardo in fifth um they they really needed that although i will note that lando norris was miles ahead of daniel ricardo at the at the end of the race even even after suffering through well i think four um four safety cars r- around the singapore grand prix um so if, yeah. you're, if you're new to the uh, F1. When this when the safety car is deployed, all the cars essentially get bunched bunched back up together. Um, so there's there's not very much of a big time difference between each car. Um, so it's very impressive that Lando Norris was able to put a thirty about a thirty second gap between him and Daniel Ricciardo, which just shows how incredibly quick uh, Lando Norris's pace was compared to his teammate Daniel Ricciardo. Um, not to say the least, though Daniel Ricciardo still had a fantastic drive. Um, I think this was probably. I think this is was this Daniel Ricciardo's best finish of the year so far, fifth place. He might have had another
1: fifth place, but definitely, definitely uh, has not been above P five. That's for sure.
0: Yeah. So. So um. McLaren coming in scoring a uh, twenty-two points um something they definitely really needed to put them ahead of uh, alpine in the constructors championship and if you're a little bit new to f1 um getting getting even a little bit of points or just coming up um just a little bit of ahead of um the team behind you that's going to give the team millions of dollars by the end of the year um to yeah i mean money uh
1: uh um, top of that, sponsors really yeah. look at constructor uh, standings uh, to give uh, bonuses or to give even just uh, the same or more money next year. And yeah. a team that's moving up or we're maintaining standings is obviously uh, an easier uh, investment than a team like Williams, who consistently has been uh, falling back and now stayed at the back um, for quite some time. Yeah, which only. Creates an added challenge for future years with less money, and uh, and everybody else getting more. So, uh...
0: um, I think one more thing to point out about about the race is um, Ashton Martin in general just had a really good race. I don't think they've had a race quite like Great this. Race. Yes, yes, no. This uh-huh. So Lance Stroll coming in sixth place, Sebastian Vettel coming in eighth place. Sebastian Vettel will not be returning to F one next year as he he made his retirement announcement. Um, but it's very, very good to see that, um, that Lance and Sebastian made it up into points together, pretty close together. Uh, just Max for stopping separating them in the, in the race results there. Uh, and I think yeah, and even,
1: uh, even for Sebastian, it was, he did get overtaken on the very last lap yeah that's so a, like good he, he really was trying um uh, like I, I think it was it was close he he almost had uh the step on Max, but
0: he held the off the Red
1: Bulls just so much faster.
0: yeah, he held off Max for a very good portion of the race. Um, again, it's very hard to pass on in Singapore just being a, a very narrow course and lots of turns, kind of like similar to Monaco in that fashion um, but how yeah. Sebastian did a very good, very good job, um, keeping Max behind him. I mean, we all know Sebastian Vettel is a, a fantastic driver having four world championships. Um, but that being in an Aston Martin, that's just not even close to pr- the same performance as the Red Bull. He did a, an awesome job, um, putting that, putting that car where it needed to be on the track. I
1: think for me that, uh, pretty much wraps up, uh, the general race. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, for sure. Summary for me. I don't know if I have any more points to add there.
0: Now, if you're not familiar um, with the, with the standings of the race, um, Sergio Perez, first place, Charles Leclerc, second, Carlos Sainz, third, and then Lando, Daniel, Lance, first step, and Sebastian, Lewis Hamilton, and Pierre Gasly. That was the order of points. Um, uh, I think we should talk about um, the teams. Uh, who is who's kind of the best driver for what team this that day um, Red Bull Sergio Perez uh, and Max Verstappen was a, a pretty big big one to argue. I think Sergio Perez might have had the might have had the upper hand on uh, yeah I, I honestly I
1: think I got to give it to him um he, I think he, he just
0: consistent.
1: yeah he he just he didn't make any mistakes yeah, exactly and uh, as good as Max is. He, he did make mistakes.
0: and uh... I'll give it to Max. He had a little bit of a harder race. Um, unfortunately, uh, the incident in qualifying where they, they forced him to pit on his last flying lap for qualifying, um, that made the race a little bit harder for Max having to, having to start in 8th place and move up the grid a little bit. But all in all, Sergio Perez just stayed much more consistent out, out in the front of the race than Max Verstappen and... I think he just controlled the car and drove. Had a much better drive. Um, yeah, he
1: was just doing, uh, doing just more consistent overall all weekend. Um, uh, Max was uh, had a little bit more pace uh, in qualifying, uh, but again, couldn't get it uh, across the line. So yeah. overall, it uh, really didn't affect anything. Um, guess moving on moving to Ferrari. On.
0: Yeah, moving on to Ferrari.
1: Um, I mean. As a team overall, a uh, very clean race, like we said. Um, I think honestly, I got to give it to Charles. I think uh, I think uh, yeah. signs was just a little bit off this weekend.
0: I would have to agree because uh, Carlos just couldn't keep up to couldn't keep up to Charles Leclerc. Uh, Leclerc put the gap on him multiple times after after the safety car was deployed. Uh, and, and Leclerc just, or sorry, uh, Carlos Sainz just, just couldn't put that car on, on Leclerc's bumper on, un, unfortunately, but I don't think, I don't think Carlos is quite has the pace that Leclerc does in that car yet. So I, I would definitely agree and have to give it to, to Leclerc.
1: Yeah. He just doesn't seem as quite, uh, quite as comfortable in
0: it. Yeah. Um, yeah, exactly.
1: Pushing it to the limits, especially, uh, in, in, uh, damp conditions, let's call it. Um it wasn't exactly wet for the whole race but it definitely was uh there was a lack of grip
0: no, um, mercedes i'd say is a very easy call obviously Louis yeah i mean as many
1: as many mistakes as lewis made this weekend um george just made more uh and and really lacked in qualifying
0: overall i think it was i think it was uh a frustrating weekend for Mercedes uh I don't see Toto Wolff being very happy with with the the way that no no
1: he's uh he's probably not uh very happy only having one driver in the points and uh yeah having the other one so so much farther off the pace than the other
0: yeah George Russell just struggled he tried to make the call for for those tires a little bit earlier on but he just could Yeah, he loves out. to try and make the gamble, doesn't he? He does. That's that's a big thing with George Russell. He he's that's what makes him a unique driver, but sometimes it works out, sometimes it doesn't, and this past weekend it just didn't work out for him unfortunately.
1: Yeah. Um I mean McLaren
0: uh Now this is a bit of a tough one. Lando Norris was kind of in his his own little world.
1: I yeah, mean, it's so tough uh cuz I mean Lando uh I mean, obviously finishing P4 starts, uh, P5, very good start. Yep. Um, I, but also P17 to P5 sounds a lot better, doesn't it?
0: Yeah, that is, that is a very good point. So Daniel Ricardo definitely, definitely put on the gas this weekend. It's, it's hard to say if we're just comparing driver to driver here and teammate to teammate, um, I think I think Ricardo had a more impressive drive overall. But if again, if we're just comparing teammate to teammate here, I'd have to say Lando Norris just because I mean he he put a, like a thirty second gap on Daniel Ricardo. It was just he's obviously a, a much faster driver and much more comfortable in the car. It seems.
1: Yeah, Daniel's just really lacking in the um, with the new the new regulation changes. The new cars they're so much heavier. Uh, you can't attack the braking point as much yeah Uh, you kind of have to uh, really get a nice curve hit the apex and then uh, kind of have a a similar curve coming out and keep it nice and consistent whereas uh, uh, when daniel was very dominant uh, it was more of a uh, um, you would attack the apex and then uh, turn very quickly once you got the car slowed down and then once you were straight again you would kind of accelerate again Um, rather than keeping it in a higher gear and trying to uh kind of coast around the corners
0: yeah yeah for sure
1: um honestly i think i have to give it to uh to lando yeah uh, just for the consistency um yeah, for sure and uh you know
0: I, stick it through it me, part of me wants to give it to to ricardo just cuz he's an he's just an f1 favorite uh all yeah we'll he he has out. had a uh, a rough go lately i will have to say it I think this is his best race of the season so far. Oh for sure. For I mean, sure. He um, I mean, that's the best performance he's put out so far. And I'm I'm happy to see that he did that. Hopefully he can find a seat next year. I'd love to see Daniel Ricardo in a in another car. It'd be very disappointing to not have him in the in the driver's lineup next year, but that's the way it is and teams gotta make their call.
1: Yeah. Um Alpine, I think it's uh um <laughs> Honestly, I guess uh, based on qualifying, uh, give it to Alonso, I guess. Yeah, there's not really much to say. Overall, yeah, there's really not much to comment on there. Um, Alonso had a lot more pace in qualifying, so I guess if you uh,
0: assume that the race would have played out that way, um, I'll have to give it to Alonso. Yeah, I would have to agree with that one. Uh, Moving on to Alfa Romeo, uh, Joe Guenu, and Valtteri Bottas. Um, Joe knew you had a better qualifying session. He Valtteri did. Had much he did. Release. Um, Valtteri
1: had a very poor qualifying Um, but Valtteri also didn't have a Latifi, so.
0: That's right, yeah. Valtteri did finish the race.
1: Yeah, I think, uh, just on the fact that he finished, um, I'll have to give it to him just for consistency and it is unfortunate that, uh, that Joe had a for weekend, but he just wasn't able to finish. And, uh, honestly, I thought it was impressive that, uh, Bottas was so close to the points, uh, when he was, uh, still so far behind, uh, similar to Ricardo starting, uh, like 16th. Um, yeah. And I mean, what he stuck it he through and, and put it in P11. So, um,
0: yeah, yeah, he didn't, he
1: almost didn't... in the points, he, he could have gotten it, but, uh, just lost out
0: and that leaves us to Ashton Martin um ah, this is a tough phenomenal play. for both of them. yeah I think I
1: between Sebastian Vettel gaining five places I think it was on the first lap or two maybe maybe the yeah. second lap
0: yeah he had a phenomenal start um
1: and time. jumped up uh I think to p6 even um and then eventually uh as the tire strategy played out lance got a better pit yeah, stop I'm uh with the uh, sonoda incident yeah um honestly overall i think i got to give it to lance he started first uh ahead of ahead of vettel he had some better uh, qualifying pace but as well uh he was able to to put it in uh a, a higher points position so yeah
0: it was a very uh very neck neck race for the for the Aston Martin team. I think they both yeah. did a fantastic job putting the car where it needed to be on the track this weekend, um, both through qualifying and, and the race day. Um, I guess I'll have to give it to Lance Stroll. He, he did finish the race higher and managed to hold off Max Verstappen. Maybe not. I think Max Verstappen was only behind him for maybe a lap or so, but... Um, yeah, he looked confident in the car and it was the best race he had all season, so I'll I'll give it to yeah.
1: him. Yeah. Um Haas, honestly. I gotta give it to K Mag, I think. Yeah. Um I think he was just a little bit more consistent, more comfortable throughout the weekend. Yeah.
0: Um
1: I think Mick's just been lacking a little bit lately. Um I don't know if it's because he's he's kind of come under fire in the team and he's uh, – I might be worried that he's going to lose his spot and it, it sure looks like he might. Yeah. Um, which would definitely play uh, into some sort of emotional uh, um, stress, uh, which I guess uh, could be why we see that performance gap. But also, uh, I mean, K-Mag has been uh, around for a while – he has a lot of experience, um, yeah. and just overall, I think he looked a lot more comfortable this weekend around Singapore.
0: And to to be honest with you, I wasn't paying too much attention to the Haas drivers. Um, no, they really like
1: had a, uh, a, a race of their own. They, yeah. they really weren't involved in anything.
0: Other than the other than the incident with uh, it was Magnuson's uh, front wing that was he had the end plate fall. Oh,
1: of course, yes. Yeah. The black and white K-Mag's uh, signature yeah. move this year seems <laughs> to be the black and white flag, where he just has uh, a, a piece of a front end uh, of his uh, the end plate of his wing, or or some sort of carbon fiber debris hanging off of his car by a
0: thread. I think yeah, I think that's really the only. The only time I was really paying attention to the Hall scars this weekend, there wasn't too much to talk about with them. Yeah, they had a pretty, they had a pretty mid race. Um, um Alphatari. Alphatari.
1: Uh, I think it's pretty, uh, pretty, uh, pretty similar awesome. as well. Yeah, to Half yeah. uh, Romeo. I think just the fact that Gasly again had a uh, a no mistake weekend. He he really was consistent. He really put the car in a good place and uh, I mean you know he he let Max through but maybe that was the smart decision you know yeah. uh, he wasn't putting the car in danger and he, he wasn't he knew where he was um, uh, in the standings and, and what his car could do very true um, and, I think, uh, and I, I think yeah I think I gotta give
0: it to him I think uh, Alpine will be uh, happy to have him on board next season yes I heard that that
1: was announced as well yeah. uh, as well as Nick DeVries Moving to AlphaTauri,
0: which is yeah
1: very interesting. Um, uh, seeing that Sergio Perez only has one more year left on that contract,
0: yeah. So. so I'm excited to see what's uh, what's in store for next season. We're definitely gonna have a, a very. I think we're gonna have a, quite a similar season next year. But um, sorry Latifi, but now that <laughs> now that Latifi is gonna be out of F1, I think we're yeah. Gonna be, a pretty solid lineup of drivers. There's no there's no one that's really gonna be the worst driver in the league, I don't think. I I hate to say it to Latifi being from Canada and so are we it'd be cool to see. Yeah, I, I would
1: love to root for uh for my hometown or my my home country yeah. uh, hero here but uh but just being I a... just I really can't.
0: Being the 21st driver in a 20-driver championship, it's hard to... Uh, yeah,
1: it really doesn't look good, especially uh, with how competitive uh, the F1 grid is exactly. and uh, exactly uh, what it takes to be on that
0: grid. I just don't think he has what it takes.
1: And no, and then uh, following uh, following that suit, uh, I really must say i got to give it to Albon this yep. weekend for Williams just purely on terms of the fact that Albon didn't take out another driver yeah well, Alex, um,
0: Albon had his struggles for sure but coming back from uh coming back from a pretty big surgery from appendicitis and nearly losing his life uh having to be put on a ventilation support uh yeah yeah it, pretty scary last weekend or, or a couple weekends a yeah very scary, but I'm, I'm very glad to see him glad to see him make a full recovery and come back out on track and have yeah
1: he, he didn't appear to be in any uh Discomfort no, or of, uh pain of, or anything like that. So I would have
0: liked to see him finish the race, but even the fact that he yes. got out there and Nick DeVries wasn't racing for him again. Um I think f- for what he was given, he did a pretty good job.
1: Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um Um I think I everybody think, was uh, very
0: hyped to see Nick DeVries uh getting points in the previous race. But I think it's yeah, I think if he was in that Williams instead of, uh, like you were mentioned earlier, if he was in that Williams instead of Alex Albon, um, I think he would have struggled a lot. Um, just with the nature. Yeah. I
1: think, uh, yeah, I think if he had had to do another race this weekend, just with the nature of how it went down with the wet weather and Singapore being, uh, uh, essentially a Monaco 2.0 yeah I think it would have been a very challenging weekend for him and I I think it would have uh maybe not looked bad on him but uh it definitely wouldn't have looked as good as him putting a Williams into uh I think it was what p9 uh the other weekend or p10 um so uh yeah um
0: I think that pretty much sums up the the program yeah. Grand Prix.
1: Join us, uh, join us next week uh, in Japan. There'll um, um, be another probably, race review up.
0: Yeah, we'll do another race review. We'll probably start releasing some more episodes on. Other, um, we're gonna touch base on um, the World Rallycross Championship, I believe. Um, yeah. We have. Some yeah, we would like to do some
1: uh, some World Rallycross uh, potentially. Uh, some Formula
0: Two. Yeah, definitely talk about um, Formula Two, and we're just gonna, in general, talk about what's going on in the in the auto world. New cars coming out, manufacturers, what what people are doing for the following years. Um, Dodge. Yeah, upcoming episode on
1: the uh, Hellcat and the Mustang. Yeah. Be determined. Um, that will be coming.
0: So yeah, we're definitely gonna have some things to talk about. Um, we we just want to keep this to. Uh, less confusing episode and just keep it to f1 but if you're interested in uh in the automotive automotive world we'll have some more some more content coming out for you guys all, all right. right so i think that sums signing it up. off catch you next week see you later